I was sharing what I was sharing to, yes, inspire other women. I mean, your case, you can also inspire women because they're like, listen, they told me I cannot have children and here I am, I have a baby. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. And welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, my guest is an entrepreneur, mom, and is a reality TV star from the hit show Selling Sunset on Netflix. Welcome, Maya, to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Angelica. I'm doing well, just, you know, I have a little bit of sore throat, no COVID, but, uh, you know, feeling a little bit off. We have those days. But overall, good. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad you're doing well, and I hope you feel better. But I want to thank you for coming onto the show because since Selling Sunset, I've drawn to you so much because you're a hardworking mom, and also you're moving all over the place. I was amazed by how you moved to different states in such a short period of time. You opened up your life to us, and I love how honest and very blunt you were to many of your castmates. And I just love that honesty because it goes a long way, especially in your work and profession. Now tell me, how has the show changed your life? So it just gives me more recognition. You know, I've been doing real estate for almost 10 years and it's a very tough business, uh, to be honest. It looks easy on selling sunset, but always have to hustle and work hard. So it helped me get uh, some credibility, which I appreciate of. And people recognize me in the street, which is kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. It's nice. You know, I call it the five minutes of fame, really, because today we are the hit reality show. Tomorrow it's going to be another show. So I, I take it and I appreciate it and I love it. I enjoy every moment of this. And what is it that you love about being a realtor? You know, people buying and selling home, it's the one of the toughest decisions people have to make financially. And the fact that they trust me with their decision, it's amazing. Um, it's a lot of hard work. Obviously, the commission checks are nice if you close a deal. So financially, it's a great career that allows you to be flexible also with your schedule. Look, I work a lot, but I can kind of like do the showings and all that stuff around my kids' schedule, which is amazing because, you know, raising kids, and I realize it only once I have them, that unless you have some help, it's very difficult. And it's very hard to maintain a nine-to-five job because they get sick all the time and there are holidays. And so real estate is a great profession in that sense. And what are the biggest challenges that you find as a, as a realtor? You always have to find clients. It's always a hassle. Clients are not always loyal to you. You work with buyers and run around with them and then you find out they buy it with someone else. The sellers sometimes are not realistic with their price. So you're wasting your time showing the property and it's sometimes doesn't sell. So you spend money on marketing. It's a constant hassle. I mean, even me with the show, I do cold call. I drive construction site. I spend money on advertisement and marketing. I don't just sit home and wait for clients to come to me. I have to go find them. And that's always like a nonstop. Oh, for sure. And you as a mom, I know you mentioned that you 
took this profession because of the flexibility. Now, how do you balance everything? Because I'm amazed, like you are doing so much and you're traveling at the same time. How do you, is it a calendar that you're using or do you have somebody scheduling <laughs> things like, for you? Like literally, this is my calendar. I'm oh very old school. I write everything down. Like I don't put anything on my phone, which I should probably at some point, but you know, it's been tough. Look, with Selling Sunset, I had to fly every week. My in-laws, they came to help with the kids because I was gone for like two, three days every week. Uh, so my in-laws came, my mom was here, my dad was here to help, you know, help my, my husband because he's working now full-time at the office. The COVID, you know, days are over like that you work remote. I mean, he's very supportive, which is helpful. For instance, I'm going to New York for two days tomorrow, actually. But we're going to bring a babysitter in the afternoon. So we manage. I try to usually do all my work until like 4.30 p.m. And then I pick them up from daycare mm-hmm. so I can spend time with them, take them to the park. You know, we do the beach, the pool, whatever we can on the weekends. But it is hard and it's hard to, to do it all. And that's part of my decision that to not continue with the show because at the end of the day, my kids are getting, you know, they are two and three. They understand more that mommy is gone and I don't want to be, I don't want to be gone. I don't want to be uh, away and we don't have a nanny. We have occasional babysitter and we manage, we just manage. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely not easy. And I'm thanking you for sharing this because there's a lot of women like myself who I'm going back to work shortly from my maternity leave. And this is my first child. And I'm just like, oh, wow, oh my congratulations. God, <laughs> thank you. And I have my parents, which is great, but also it's like yeah. things change your priority changes. I have two small businesses and I do have a full-time career and it's just like, how do I manage everything? And everyone it's goes tough. through this. It's tough. And you know, like, I'm not that woman that can be a full-time mom. I can't just be home. Mm-hmm. I was always very ambitious and it keeps me sane because with kids is a lot. It's nonstop. And especially when, you know, they talk, they talk back at you or they have moods for no reason. And when you have a newborn, you know, the sleepless nights. So it's always something, right? And I love my kids and I'm very happy about my family, but I couldn't just do that. And I think having some sort of flexibility with your job is golden. It, it helps. So if you have a family around, it can take a couple of hours off your plate, you know, with the kids that helps too. But our parents are older too. They don't have the same energy. So I can't just leave my, my kids with my mom. Look, my family lives overseas and my in-laws live in Chicago. So we really don't have like that family backup as much. They come to visit us often, but it's still, they're older. So yeah, I mean, you sound like you're also a very busy woman and ambitious and that good for you. No, thank you. And when I see these shows and I, we get to know, obviously we go on Instagram, we find out more about your life and everything, especially for myself, because I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to become a mom. And I'm thinking, how do they do it? Especially for yourself. You, I think you're the only one on the show that had younger kids besides Amanza, who were a little bit older, but she's a single mom. I really love Amanza. Uh, I actually called a few days ago, but she didn't call me back. So I got to call her again. I try to stay in touch with the girls because I do like them and I do miss them. And hopefully I'll make it back. I mean, they're going to film Heather Baby Shower, I think. So I'm going to probably fly for that uh, to respect her with her baby shower. I don't know how Amanza do it. I don't know. I think as a single mom, it's very difficult. And I have a lot of respect to single moms because... What do you do? What do you do when your kids are sick and you have to go to work? And how do you financially survive? Like, it's very difficult. 
It sure is difficult. And seeing all of you on the show, I'm just like, I feel inspired and empowered. And I hope other women feel empowered too, that we can still have a career, provide for our family and set that example to our children. Like, Hey, mom runs a business, you know, she, she can bring, you know, food to the table at the end of the day. And it's very inspiring. And you're such a great role model. I was always the woman who didn't want to count on um, anyone's paycheck. And my mom always told me that my mom always worked. If God forbid something happened, I want to have money in my bank account. If I want to buy nice, I don't know. I don't really spend like too much on luxury, but let's say if I want to go spend money on something, I want to do it. Like that's so, and it keeps me going. I, frankly, with the whole loss of my baby with, with, due to stillbirth, one of the things that kept me sane, besides my children and my husband, is my work. Like I just, I was busy with work. I closed deals on the same time, and maybe it's not healthy. Maybe it's an escape, but. For me, it was just by part of the process. Mm-hmm. And how's that going so far? And sorry to hear, I know you were very open on on uh, the show and also on your Instagram. How are things doing? Like, how are you doing physically and mentally? But also, what else are you doing to help women? Because I know you started advocating. Yes, I'm involved with few organizations. I try to help as much as I can. I have women that message me all the time about pregnancy loss, whether if it's miscarriage or whether if it's uh, stillbirth. I try to share the list of resources that I have was, you know, grief therapy, group therapy, books I've read. I try to do as much as I can. I share my stuff on Instagram, not because I want some people to feel pity for me. I want people to just be aware. I felt less movements with my baby. I went to a private ultrasound. Everything looks good. But a few days later, unfortunately, it died. I had no clue that babies can die, not only if for, for different reasons, you know, there are a couple of reasons. In my case, it was a cord compressed, the umbilical cord was slightly compressed with a small placenta. And that was a combination of, unfortunately, baby losing slightly blood and oxygen and died. I always saw that like a stillbirth can happen only if you lay on your back and, you know, lay on your side and prevent it. And that's it. You know, so I want people to be aware if you feel your baby move less, really be cons- concerned about that. I saw my baby lost. I mean, I moved less just because he was big and I was 38 weeks. Uh, so that's, that's also helping me, you know, to, in a way, process this loss. I mean, today, unfortunately, I had to pick up, we, we did a burial. Um, so he has a plot in the cemetery, but today we had to pick up a stone. It's been seven months. So we ordered the stone and we think what to write. So then that's again, I'm like, oh gosh, like I have to deal with that. It's, it's not easy. And then I had a miscarriage two months ago, three months ago which was early, like it was like nine weeks, but still kind of like traumatic. I, I think, you know, the end of the day, life goes on and life, life is great. Generally, you know, I'm very thankful for the children I have and I'll be okay. I just, I'll always have that part of my life that I lost a baby that could have been seven, eight months today, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. It's so many emotions and sorry, sorry to hear again, what you've gone through and it's not easy, but I'm, I'm happy that you're utilizing your platform and your story to share with other women. Like they're not alone and to speak yeah. to others and utilize those resources to help get through these tough times. Cause it's definitely not easy. I cannot imagine that. Like it's, it's a horrible feeling to go through and oh my gosh, it just changes you completely. Yeah, and look, I mean, all these women who message me, they not necessarily have a million followers on Instagram. They might not even know a person who went to stillbirth or, or miscarriage because people really don't talk about it. So for them to reach out to me and share their story, I'm sure it, it's, it's helping them too. I mean, one, actually one woman messaged me that 
because of my story, her baby is alive because she felt less movement and sure enough, they pressed the doctors to deliver her and they deliver her and they, they, the, the cord had two uh, nuts, which could cause uh, the baby to die. So she's like, just so you know, because of you, I was more aware. I was more uh, insisting with the doctors to deliver me. I was advanced enough in the pregnancy that I just told him like, I'm not living here without delivering my baby and he's alive. So that's the reason I'm sharing the story and also knowing for myself that I'm not alone because stillbirth, I mean, I never heard about this. I mean, you hear about it, but you don't mm-hmm. spend too much time reading about it because there is not much information about it out there, which is, which is, which is a shame. Yeah, no, it's true. And even with women going through miscarriages at different stages, there's not enough, you know, um, how do they say it? there's not enough advocacy for it. I feel like they should treat the conversation um, normally like they would with other things. Like I know mental health right now has become like everything, mental yeah. health this, mental health that. And it should be the same with all these different things that we all go through. And for myself, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So for the last 10 years, I never heard about it. And as soon as I started speaking to other women and going to different organizations, that's what I realized, oh, so this is a thing. Why isn't people talking about it? Because there is no cure for it. You're told that you're not able to have children and everything. And oh, really? But you had a kid. But you had I a baby. had a kid, yes. And I went through natural treatments with a naturopath. And I worked with her for two and a half years. And this happened spare of the moment at the right time. Wow. And I was very blessed because I was in the hospital for a cyst rupture a couple years ago. And they told me right there, like, if you want to have a kid, you have to have it now. If you can't have kids after, you know, this is a serious problem. And it's just, how do I move on from that? How do I process this? You know, I wasn't even married yet when this happened and everything's just blowing up and blowing up and you try to find yourself and figure out. And you go to Google and you read stuff. Exactly. And you're trying to find answers. There's no cure for it. You know, all of us women go through different um, symptoms with PCOS. And it's just, it amazes me how no one's been able to find more research. How do we handle this situation? Because I think right now it's one in 10 women who suffer through that. Wow. Look, when I started filming Selling Sunset, I had two miscarriages back to back at around six, seven weeks. And I had a cyst on my ovary. And I'm like, you know what, let me take a break. I'm going to take care of my cyst. I had to also do like a minor meniscus uh, surgery on my knee. Let me get, get my body. Like, let me just take a break. She, I was 36 and she removed the cyst, but the cyst was large. So she had to remove one ovary. So I was like, okay, wow, 36 and one ovary, great, you know? And we start filming the show and then we, me and my husband start trying and I got pregnant like literally right away after the surgery, like first cycle. And I shared my pregnancy, which was super early at the time when we filmed. And I'm like, you know what? This is me. I had two miscarriages. This is my personal story because I'm sure a lot of women can relate. If this pregnancy will stay, because I found out I was pregnant when we filmed the show. Great. Happy ending news. If it doesn't, then I'm like, it sucks. Another miscarriage. And a lot of women after season one messaged me, you know, thank you so much. You gave us hope. I had a miscarriage too. And and a lot of women are very emotional about miscarriages as well because you have the expectation, the excitement, and then it doesn't stick. So unfortunately, I know that feeling too. And, and then obviously moving forward, and then I had my, ki- my children after. So I was sharing what I was sharing to, yes, inspire other women. I mean, 
your case, you can also inspire women because they're like, listen, they told me I cannot have children and here I am, I have a baby. Mm-hmm. So everything is possible and it's great to give hope to people and, and support. And I try to be involved with, you know, a couple of organizations, push pregnancy. They help also with fertility staff and they have a lot of resources. Aliyah in Action is another one. She lost her daughter also, stillbirth. And she's doing like beautiful boxes that she sent, you know, home um, with like nice comforting stuff. She sent me one and it was so sweet. And I needed that at the time, which remind me, I need to contact my hospital to see if I can connect them. So I'm trying to be as much as I can helpful without, you know, doing it too much because I don't want people to say, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I don't want her to scare me with a stillbirth. Like, because that's also like, terrifying to other pregnant women like they don't need to see my pregnancy loss when they're excited about their pregnancy so I have to be always like careful with when I post and what I post so with all of this that you've been through what have you learned about yourself as a person gosh you know I'm a very strong person but going through some sort of like loss and grief kind of like shook me a little bit I became a little bit more paranoid a little bit more, a little bit more anxious, which I wish I'm usually a very cool person, very relaxed, but I became a little bit more paranoid. So that scares me a little bit. So I have to like be very careful and listen to my body and, you know, do more meditation, yoga, things that like good for your mind and soul, because as much as I'm strong, I'm also just a human being, but I also learn about myself that I, I managed to deal with it without getting depressed or laying down in bed and, you know, going through some depression, which is great because I have kids. I don't need to be depressed. I, I can't, I can't afford it. And I just learned that a lot of people are just so sweet. And that really also helps, you know, like to get all these love from other people and support. It's definitely important to have the support around you. And, you know, as some people don't really understand either how to handle when someone's going through so much in that period yeah. of time. And, you know, it's again, having that support of family and friends can help you come together. And I feel like it makes you, uh, you know, grateful for the people that you have who actually mean so much to you to be there all the time. But I love what you said there. You became strong. And I feel like a lot of us don't bounce back as quick as, you know, we should, but it's a difficult situation that a lot of us don't know how to handle at the same time. But what could you give tips? I know you said resources are good to go and, you know, try to get some help, but also what tips could you give someone who is just like, you know, I don't know what's going to work for me, or is there little things at home that they can do to get back on their feet? I think staying busy is one of them. I think working out and move your body is important. Meditation, yoga, everything, self-care, you know, go get your nails done, go get your hair done. All of those things just to take care of your body is important. Acupuncture, I like acupuncture as well. Uh, everything that can just help you, um, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally. I think reading books definitely help. Uh, books about, you know, if someone lost, you know, then books about grief. If someone going through a difficulty time, just in general, books about positive mindset. I think those are all good to have, good to read. For sure. What does Maya like to do for fun when you are not busy? <laughs> I love getting massages. Uh, I love going to the beach. I like going to a nice dinner and have a good glass of wine. 
but usually my fun is honestly work and staying busy I can't you won't find you know vacation for two weeks doing nothing because I think I'll get more stressed that I'm doing nothing because I'd like I'd like to feel productive and sometimes it's it's tough because I need to like take a break and it's okay to like not answering your phone or emails like it's fine but so I like a good dinner I like to entertain I like to host people I have great friends that I love to see and hang and that those things makes me happy oh that's awesome and, and family are, of course oh yes of course and what advice could you give women out there who want to start their own business and become something for themselves I think don't hold back and always be like consistent because it takes time success and and you know creating your own business takes time and a lot of effort so you have to be super motivated and again consistency and have a good mindset because even with me with real estate I have my moments that clients are not that great and I'm like oh gosh you know like someone bought not through me and it's so not to take things personal this is part of life and business and it's not always perfect and it's It's not always easy. You have, you have the pros and cons on being your own boss and it's a lot of responsibility and challenges. Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with the negativity if you ever had any or criticism? If I lose a client, if let's say clients buy or sell without me, uh, my attitude, uh, I used to take it more personal. Now, now my attitude is like, I lost one, I'm going to get new clients. It's fine. If they didn't want to work with me, that's fine. It's for a reason. Uh, that's my attitude. And um, yeah, it's a lot of mindset. If you lose something, you have to you have to like somehow work on your mindset and just say, look, that's happened, you know, things happen. like let's not take it personal. Uh, we have to brush it off and move and look forward versus like dwell on it. I know it's easier said than done, but it's possible. No, oh, for sure. And what's next for Maya? What do you got plans? What are your big goals? Yeah, so I have three girls on my team here. Uh, I'm with Compass in, in Florida. It's a great company. I love them. And uh, just to grow my team, make sure everybody on my team, you know, are successful and make money and just do more higher end luxury, luxury in Miami because I've been doing it a lot in LA, but here I have to start from scratch. We sell a lot, but a uh, slightly lower price point. So my goal is to just do more high end. And um, just go my business. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have, a, have another kid, have another baby. That's, that's really like what I want. I know people are like, oh, enough, you have two kids, let it go. But it's, it's easier said than done when you lost a kid. You know, it's, the void is always there. So I'm hoping to, to go my family as well. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, Maya, I really appreciate your time. This has been fantastic. I know some of you already know where to find Maya, but where else can they find you? Plug in your website. Yeah, so it's uh, www.mayavander.com. That's like the real estate staff. At uh, the Maya Vander is Instagram, LinkedIn, Maya Vander, if you are serious with business. And uh, I guess I have an account on TikTok, which one of my girls managed. So I don't know even my account on TikTok. It's probably also Maya Vander. But uh, that's pretty much it. Well, thank you so much, Maya, for all your time. Of course, all my listeners out there, everything is going to be in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? 
This is your boy Ken, aka the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening to, listening to, to a, little a little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. 